It's the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy Seafood, the premier podcast for Baltimore sports and competitive darts. We'll get to that later. We will get to that later. Banks, RDT, myself, Taylor Smythe. Guys, another week of Baltimore sports talk. And I think we have to start here. Obviously, Ravens, Bengals coming up this Sunday. But the talk around Baltimore, around the Ravens, really was a national topic throughout Monday was John Harbaugh's decision to go for two. The Ravens put out a wired video of Harbaugh talking to players about whether they should go. Mark Andrews supporting him after the decision went awry. Um, it That caused a lot of Twitter discussion, mostly supportive of John Harbaugh, especially from a lot of national analysts. Um, as I sit, sat and, and had first taken the background all Monday, it was a topic every single, you know, every 20 minutes. Do you guys feel any differently about that? after watching that video, having some hindsight, watching that play a few more times after sort of the emotion of Sunday, Banks, do you feel like that was still the right decision, wrong play call, fine play call, bad decision by Tyler Huntley, the wrong decision in general? And what did you think of the video um, of John Harbaugh talking to the players and that entire decision-making process? I don't have any second guessing about the decision to do it. Um, I talked about it a good amount on the – the instant analysis is the decision before that on the previous touchdown that I don't like as much. Um, and yeah, the play call, the play call is not great. Um, it was so clear given how we had uh, kind of moved the football throughout the game. And then, and then I had forgotten at the time that we, we lined up and then took the timeout before attempting that two point conversion. So we had our moments of clarity there where we could absolutely change our mind or think it through or come up with a, a play that, that maybe was more um, contextually a fit given the football game or whatever. And that's what we rolled with. Um, and of course you can look at the fact that Hollywood was wide open and, and, and Tyler, I don't know that he was there to be seen yet. The way videos play out, like it can look like he was wide open. Um, but Huntley was so quick to throw that to Andrews, which is, you know, a bit understandable given how well he's connected with him throughout that game that, um, you know, Huntley had the time and space where he could have waited. And that's when he would have seen Hollywood probably without question, but um, you know, it's all in the past. It sucks. We talked a lot about the dread that, you know, has come with the last three weeks on the podcast and um it just sucks. The video, though, I you know, as a whole, you got to love the video because um, you get the impression sometimes that Harbaugh knows what he wants to do, what he's going to do. Uh, but he takes these opportunities to make the players feel very involved in the decision making process, which we've talked about the culture is Taylor's favorite thing to talk about is the culture here uh, that John Harbaugh and his guys have cultivated. And and it's things like this that build that. So um, there are going to be games where decisions don't come down or, or the, the results don't come down to decisions like these at the end of the game. It comes down to um, a lot of different things. And, and sometimes that culture is what push you through, you know, culture can't be bought in, in, you know, chunks at a time. It's bought with a lot of little things over time and you build that and you build that and you gain respect from your players and, and those around you in the league. And, and it's, that's a prime example that was called on video there and caught, you know, on the microphone that, um, and it's happened a whole bunch of times where how can you not look at that as a player around the league and say, I want to play for that coach. You know, that's my, that's a guy I want to go to battle for. So 
um, you know, that those are kind of like some takeaways that we can have that we continue to have. It seems like on a weekly basis where we get some John Harbaugh tidbits um, that just give a look into why he's been able to be so successful in the NFL for well over a decade. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm with you and pretty much everyone else. I, I it's a hundred percent still the right call. Like, like Brian, you had said Sunday, like I was saying Sunday too, to myself, like, you know, go for two in the first one too. Um, and again, like everyone else, I think the play calling was the issue. Um, and, and obviously if it works, no one's talking about it and they're talking about what a genius Harbaugh is um, and how it was a great play call. It just, it didn't work out. I mean, that happens sometimes. Um, the video I thought was, was awesome. And, and, you know, we tweeted from the account, there's no team that's better at putting out those videos and like, it just, it's like every week the Ravens put out a video and you're like, damn, like this is, it's just an awesome piece of content. Like they, whether it's, you know, I mean, they, they have, they have everything mic'd up. It seems like they have all the camera angles. Um, I, I thought that was really well done. And, and like you said, Brian, like I could just imagine being a, a team, being a guy on a team who, I don't know, his coach just, uh, Hank talked about it on, on part of my take. And I'm not saying it's Belichick, but a team that where he's like fourth and one constantly at the 50 and the Patriots just punt it away. I can imagine a team, you know, being on a team like that, looking at a coaching situation like that and being like, damn, that would be awesome to have your coach come over and get in your face and just say like, Hey, what do you want to do? What, you know, what should we do here? So, yeah. And I, again, I think whether, I think he would do that, whether, and like you said, I'm sure he has, whether the cameras are on him or not, he's going to make that. That's a conversation that he's having with players, whether there's a microphone there to practice or whatever. Um, I, I thought that was really neat. And, and yeah, I mean, the, you know, the national, your first takes, your your cold pizzas, whatever shows are still on. Um, they're going to talk about that and for a while because even, I saw the tweets today like, oh, well, if the Ravens had won the two games where they went for two, you know, they'd be in the first in, in the AFC and now they're eighth. It's like, okay, you know, it's talking point that they have to say. Um, to me, though, it seems it seems like the fan base, and, and you guys can attest to this more, like just the, the, the aura on Twitter – it's like everyone is exhausted. It's ever like everyone is kind of like this last three weeks. Like I just kind of want to get this season over with. Everyone just seems kind of like we need a breather. We need <clears> to take a, a seat and just kind of regather ourselves because everyone just seems exhausted on on <clears throat> sorry on Ravens Twitter. So again, you guys can speak to that more than I can. But again, it's been three. It's been a hell of a three game stretch, and said it's not easing up anytime soon. Yeah, I would say two fan base things. First, video wise because I thought it was a really interesting decision for the Ravens to put that video out. I thought it was the right decision for sure. And I don't think that there's many coaches in the league. You could have done that piece with like, there's so much built up trust between John Harbaugh and the fan base and the belief in his decision-making the belief in what the Raven essentially quantified all the things the Ravens claim that they are, that they have this incredible culture where the, you know, players have input and the coach has the respect of the guys and everyone's bought in and pulling on the same end of the rope, all the different cliches you can come up with, blah, 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 blah. That is a video that just accentuates all the things they say, play like a Raven, all, all that stuff that, you know, not only are they using it as a piece of PR for John Harbaugh to say, look, like here we're seeing bringing the players. And the most important part of the video that makes it work is Mark Andrews coming up to him after and saying, that was the right decision coach. We agree with you. We were all on the decision. That's the thing that, you know, puts it over the top at the end, but you know, it, 
I, if you, you know, if I'm trying to think of a, of a team coach combination off the top of my head and one is just not coming to my, I, like I a team that wouldn't do it. Like if Nick Sirianni and the Eagles, yeah, that, that's really what I was thinking of. Like a, like a, a <clears throat> coach who's had issues with that fan base and they've been up and down this year. If they did that, I feel like the fans would be like, dude, fuck off. This isn't authentic. Like this is, this is you knowing that you're mic'd up with a camera on you and trying to be like, hey, guys, look how smart I am. Or that, yeah, it's funny you said the Eagles because I was trying to think of Nick Sirianni's name. So that's a really good cover by you. We're just, that's it. I was just, that that was the first name that came to mind. Yeah. And also that he doesn't have years and years of success that builds on top of each other and a trust from a fan base. So that's a really good job because essentially by putting that out, the Ravens just gave themselves not only Ravens fans are already defending John Harbaugh media types around the area, you know, sort of the influencer type of people, but you just had more national types coming up and saying, look, look at this buy-in, look at this player coach relationship. This is a guy we're going to play for. It's an amazing PR move by them, but also one that you couldn't pull off in a lot of situations. And it's a very unique situation that the Ravens can pull it off. Uh, I love the video. I thought from like, from a fan's perspective, then as like a social media person, I was like, this is amazing access. The Ravens also consistently put out wired pieces every single week and they've built up a trust that they wire people up and they give you access and they're transparent. And that's just something that they do. So it's a very good job by them. And, and they cashed in on a lot of things. They, a lot of things they've done have built up to this point. They cashed in on some of the capital uh, in terms of going back and, and, and whether the decision was right or not, I was all in when they made the decision initially to go for two. Um, and I think that, you know, as I said on Sunday, they made a calculus that their chances to win the game at that point and then stop the Packers was better than flipping a coin and stopping them in overtime. I, I, and I don't disagree with that. Um, I do think, you know, if you want to look at the intangibles, they did have a bit of the big Mo. So could they have taken the momentum and rolled it overtime and won the game? I I've thought more about that. Um, but it's been an interesting dialogue over the past three days on the fan base being exasperated. Definitely true. I do think if the Ravens go to Cincinnati and, and win a close game again, I think everyone will kind of be bought back in and be like, all right, now let's, you know, win two down the stretch, get into the playoffs and we'll see what happens. I think part of that would be enhanced by Lamar Jackson being back as great as Tyler Huntley was. He is the beacon of hope. So kind of just real quick, going back to still a two point conversion. I don't know if you guys saw um, Rogers on McAfee today. They, they asked him like, what did you think of the Ravens going for two to Aaron Rodgers?" He said, I love the aggressiveness and you felt that they were going to do that. It's hard to debate them trying to win a football game, going to their best player in that game. So again, it's like, I, you know, I, it, it's like his praises are being, are being sung all over. Um, and, and I, I, I thought again, LaFleur had comments like that, you know, Aaron Rodgers, and, and well, it goes so. back to, you know, the off season when the, you know, it was the Justin Houston free agency and he was like, that's the place I wanted to play. Yep. And so, I, I get, I mean, you, you, it's not as if Baltimore, Baltimore's never going to be a premier free agency destination because of the glitz and the glamor and the money and all those different things. You've got to establish, certain pillars around your organization that attracts people to come. And they seem to have done that. So that's a credit to them. Another coach, you know, who, you know, who would not, I would love to see it though. The fan base, if Matt Nagy tried to do that. I mean, that's the thing. Could you yeah, imagine? He could have never like, done that. They could have no. never done that. That's no, so obvious. Like he could have done Justin anything. Fields would have told him to fuck off. Yeah. By the way, Justin Fields is, you know, not doing much more than Matt Nagy right now, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that's why when I, when I watched it, I was like, this is, Kansas City could have done this. The Ravens could have done this. Steelers. The Patriots. The Steelers, maybe, although the Tomlin, you know, I think that, the, yes, the Steelers could have done it with Tomlin and maybe the Seahawks with Pete Carroll. That might be it. 
maybe the Rams with McVay. I was gonna say I could see Vrabel. I don't know if you know. I I just just with the, I know how liked Vrabel is in that in that building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's it's a it's a you know a five to ten team deal, but there's twenty teams. Like even the Cardinals have had success with Cliff Kingsbury. I don't know if that works with Cliff Kingsbury. I don't mm-hmm. know. There's mm-hmm. just not enough built. Probably Shanahan. Probably. Maybe, maybe. Although they've struggled late the last two years, so you know. But it's 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 interesting to look at, and I think it was really effective with how. And the other thing is, there's been a lot of questioning of it. Of well, it's the coach's job to make the best informed decision. Why is he pulling the players? Banks, you sort of said it initially. John Harbaugh could have easily already made up the decision, and then and I'm not saying he's doing this intentionally as like a ruse to make his players feel bought in, but he could be 85 percent pulled that direction and then bring his guys into the conversation because he doesn't want to say, "Yeah, we're doing that," and have the, and the guys be like, "No, let's let's just get the points," because then there's that friction of the, of the decision being made. I, I thought it was really, really cool access to see that. Yeah. Not in real time. It's, it's like, it's like a catcher throwing down a sign. And most of the time, most of the time pitchers not shaking something off, but you don't want your pitcher throwing a pitch that he's not feeling hundred percent confident in a given moment. So that's why the pitcher has that last right of refusal. John Harbaugh is just kind of giving his guys that last right of refusal to, to say, Hey, like this is, this isn't what I've been with right now. So, um, yeah, it's just just goes back to the, we see it in Seattle two years ago um, with Lamar, and and obviously that video was a huge hit, and um, I think it's bought us a lot of uh, bought John Harbaugh's reputation, just like a lot of uh, capital, like you've said, is a term that you've used to to build up. They've they've built up some capital with the way that they do things around around here. So um, yeah, it's just. It, it is frustrating that the results aren't there, you know, the last few weeks, but, um, you know, I think it says a lot, and this is kind of what we've been alluding to. It says a lot that the, the people aren't up in arms completely about it, you know, like, cause I, I think anybody else exactly like they'd be, they'd be over it. They'd be exasperated. Well, um, there, yeah. What you were saying, Eric, though, like there, I have seen that where people are just like, all right, let's just get this over with and take our draft pick in the middle of the first round and move on because this, this season just ain't it. And I kind of feel that, like, in terms of, like, this season has been so exhausting from a week-to-week basis, and everything continues to just trend down and then trend down and then trend down that it's like, what is the what is the ceiling for the season at this point? Like, what's the point? Because our the ceiling before was, you know, there was no ceiling. And now it's like it seems like that ceiling is lower and lower and lower and lower. So what's the point is the question a lot of people are asking. Well, and that's like, I saw there was some tweet going around that people were quote tweeting and all that. And it was like, I think it was after the Cleveland game, or it may have been during the week where they were like, you guys want these Ravens to make the playoffs. And it was a Ravens fan. And people were like, yes, I want my team to make the playoffs. Like that's not the issue here. And yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's like maybe the goals right now aren't the same as they were six weeks ago, again, because of the COVID and, and injuries just piling up and piling up. But it's like, no one, like, you're not seeing anyone out there like, all right, tank the rest of the season, let's lose. And, and maybe we'll sneak into the high teens or whatever for a draft pick. It's like, no, you still, obviously people are still going to root for their team to win and they want them to make the playoffs. Cause again, I mean, I, I can't remember the, the 2012 season, but I'm guessing that, 
the, the feeling around that team, again, what did they, they lost three in a row that year, late in the season. And Flacco was laying face down in the dirt against the Broncos. And, you know, obviously they didn't have the same injury issues, but I'm sure people were ready to give up on that season too. And not yeah. comparing, not comparing this team to that team at all, but you know, it's just it's like, I mean, we've heard it countless times. All you need is a, a ticket to the dance and, and that's, you know, that's it. But again, it's just yeah. like a lot of people just seem kind of like, whew, I need, I need a, I need like a 30 second coach. I need a breather because like you said, we, it's a, it's an up week by week. It's an up and down roller coaster. And there's just no breather out there to be had. It's, no. it's, just, it's been interesting. I've been thinking about this too, just like from a more macro standpoint, thinking about the season as a whole, you know, September was, was rocky. You know, we lost that game to Vegas. We stole the one, so to speak, against Kansas City. Maybe steal is not the right word, but we, we grinded that out. Stole the one against Detroit, maybe. Like, I mean, that was pretty ugly. Um, and Justin Tucker bailed us out. Like, this team in the early going, and yes, they had the quote-unquote excuse with, like, Marcus Peters out. The running backs were out. Uh, Ryan Stanley was out pretty quickly. Like they had their excuses as to why their shit just like wasn't quite together. And then if you think about like if that team had been at, at as healthy as they were, say at the end of September or early October with like, okay, lost a few guys, but we could still do something here. Like what is the trajectory of that team look like and what should they look like now? And then like add all those injuries to the list and see how they're competing and what that difference is. And like, there's some part of me that feels like this team has rounded into form and really improved. I don't know like how to explain that or how that makes any sense, but it feels like we're, we're not giving up gigantic broken plays. Like if we're early in the season, that was our biggest bugaboo. Um, we've been stuffing the hell out of the run for weeks now. That's a, you know, a pillar of a great football team. We've been doing that great, and the weather's turning in a way that that's plays into our favor. Like, there are some signs here that this team, you know, despite all the injuries at hand, like like you said, they are kind of looking like a team that, um, yeah, they don't they don't really have their teeth, but they're not going to be any fun to play, in, you know, in January when when the games matter a lot. So, um, I don't know. It's it's I, I feel despite three straight losses, I feel some form of optimism. Like this team is, is still fighting hard and playing hard and playing, you know, the, like take the term pound for pound. They weigh a lot less than they did in September, but they're fighting better pound for pound than they were then. So I think that's worth something. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't say that they're not going out there and given again, the cliches, 110%, like, I mean, John Harbaugh, he gets, he may get the most out of, you know, his guys. Yeah. They've more, cleaned more than some any things up. Coach. And this is, and this may be a good segue into the game that we're about to, about to play in Cincinnati. You know, Jamar Chase tore us up there. And when, when Marlon went down, yes, Marlon was the guy that struggled with Jamar. But um, when Marlon went down, our, our, all the alarms were going off about, oh, shit, we've got Devontae. Jamar, Cooper, and then, you know, we've got the Pittsburgh and Week 18, but, like, we've got all of these great receivers in front of us and nobody that can do anything about it. You have to look at the way that they – the Wing Martindale schemed up just, like, a game plan to try to slow Devontae Adams. 
you know, six catches, 44 yards and a touchdown. I think you take that and they can replicate anything like that against Jamar Chase. Like, you know, they're going to have a chance to win this game on Sunday. Um, you know, Joe Burrow. Yeah, he's, he's good, but he's made a lot of mistakes, but we can say for sure. He's a lesser quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. Um, so there's some things to, to look at and, and be optimistic about. And, and of course, we've hardly even said Lamar Jackson's name. Like he could be back on Sunday. He might not be, but um, you know, it's only Tuesday night here as we're, we're talking, but um, that's, you know, we get him back in the mix and, and, and have his head right and, and play the way he's capable of. Like, just like I've said, most of the season, Lamar Jackson will give you a chance to have a football game to play. So there's, there's reasons to, to be optimistic about this team, both this week and in the weeks to come. And and this this week, because obviously all eyes tuned to the um, is it last week the Beng- the Bengals 49ers? Is that last week or two weeks ago? That was two weeks ago, I think. I can't remember. Bengals for really yes. That was two weeks ago. Yeah. So again, it's like it, who had the big game, the monster game for the 49ers was Kittle. So again, like your you said alarms go off like my alarms kind of go off of like, all right, is this another big Mark Andrews game? And again, if Lamar can't go, Tyler Huntley showed that he has plenty of, of confidence in, in Mark Andrews. Um, so again, I mean, you know, we may be looking at another big, another big game for Mark Andrews because again, Kittle really tore up the, uh, the, the Bengals, especially in overtime. Yeah. I mean, the storyline this week is going to be, is it Lamar? Is it Huntley? Which John I haven't Har- heard. You haven't heard anything. John Harbaugh so said they, ho- they hope they hope that Lamar <laughs> practices in some capacity tomorrow, as Oof. we record here on Tuesday night. Was his quote today? Something to that effect. That's not the direct quote, but something to the effect of they hope that he practices tomorrow. So that sounds like uh, we're evaluating as we go through the week type of answer to me, which makes a lot of sense. Not only to not give anything away, but also you know because I'm sure they just aren't sure what's going to happen. Obviously, after what Tyler Huntley did on Sunday, you feel much more confident going into the game with him than you would have before this week uh, or before this last Sunday happened. But if you get a healthy Lamar Jackson back, I think that's who you want starting your quarterback. The Tyler Huntley praise this week has been amazing. I think Rex Ryan said on on, on Get Up that uh, he wouldn't give up Tyler Huntley for two first-round picks <laughs> or it would take two first-round picks. <laughs> give up Tyler Huntley. Uh, someone already has him in a, as a top 20 to 25 quarterback in the league. Um, intense praise uh, for Mr. Huntley. So the interesting part about, and I you know, went to look up this and, and thank you to the, the Ravens writers and people that find this. He's pretty much guaranteed to be on the team next year unless they trade him because they have his exclusive free agency rights. So as long as they offer him, I think just like a league minimum contract, He's on the team next year. He can't negotiate with anybody else unless he gets traded. So we'll see what the Ravens do with him, but he's going to be on the team next year if they want him on the team based on his contract situation. But uh, in terms of looking at it this week, what's what's your Lamar Jackson percentage where you play him over Tyler Huntley? 80? 70? Probably I mean, 80. I was going to say know. 80. 80 jumped to mind. It's, it's tough because, again, I mean, like it, – Every game for the Ravens now is a must win. Every game. They, they, there is no like, okay, well, you know, we can run Huntley out there again. It's, it's, I mean, again, a loss is kind of – and obviously it depends on other teams, but a loss this week is, is going to be a big one for them. This is so the big kinda, one, yeah. It's you the, can't really I, 
on it. I kind of said before last week that they had to win one of the next three and then beat Pittsburgh. That's kind of like the formula, the roadmap that seems like the path of least resistance to not really overextend yourself. Um, and they lost the first one. And so it's down to this one in Los Angeles. And obviously, obviously this is the one you got to have. And I just, I happen to have the 538 percentages here. Um, right now it's like a dead heat between the percentages for the Ravens and Bengals to win the division at 39 and 38%. Ravens win. Their divisional percentages go to 75% and 84% to make the playoffs. They lose the division chances go down to 10% and 34% overall to make the playoffs. So there's still a roadmap to get in the playoffs, but this is the division right here. I mean, this is where if you want to go out and get it, this is it. This is your opportunity. So um, it's kind of become the consolation prize, not the right, but maybe the readjusted goal for me for that that would make me feel like a, a season to hang your hat on is to win the division. And every way you look at it, it comes down to this this week here. And of course, taking care of business against Pittsburgh in week 18. And um if you haven't been paying attention, I've expressed a lot of confidence about our ability to beat Big Ben in Baltimore week 18. This, this feels, as you said, this feels like the game they've got to get. Um, not, I, I, I'm not that. You watch this Rams team. It's a lot of names. I think it's a quality football team. I think that's a team they can certainly beat at home but you want to have the cushion of being able to beat a divisional opponent, get that game back against Cincinnati and then move into that Rams game with some momentum. Maybe some more guys get back healthy. I mean, it's sort of the very cliche sports talk way to look at it. But if you can, if you can just kind of get this recent stretch off your back with a big road division win, I think they've got a great chance to win both of the last two games because I, I don't think there's any, I mean, Cooper cup is tremendous and, and, and you have Aaron Donald and you're dealing with some guys on defense. The Rams don't blow anybody out. They've struggled a little bit in the last month and a half. They're not the juggernaut that they looked like they may have started to become at the beginning of the year. And they went all in by getting Odell and, and making some trades. But I think they're, if, you know, if the Ravens figured out how to stay with that Packers team, I'm certainly not as scared of that Rams team in two weeks coming into what would be a raucous MT Bank Stadium if they beat the Bengals? It, it's just hard to know with these AFC North games. I, I, there's no way the Ravens get blown out in this game. I don't know if they win it, but this feels like it's going to be much closer than it was um, than the game against and then the game in Baltimore um, against the Bengals. They kind of got out of hand. As you said, we'll see how they deal with this receiving core. I would say that the Bengals have better, you know, secondary options there. Um, then, then, then the Packers, you know, you're going to let guys like Valdez Scantling and Alan Lazard beat you, but a guy like Tyler Boyd's a little bit of a different animal to deal with outside of Jamar chase. T so, Higgins in T Higgins, but th- th- this is, you know, I-, I agree with you. And I think we, we tend to, to lean optimistic. I'm sure there are many Ravens fans that think this is going to fall apart with three consecutive losses, you know, after this, these last few to end the season, but, you know, it just feels like it will it will turn back the other way at some point here, and the question is who is who is delivering the who is excuse me who is under center? I can't talk here to sit late on Tuesday night. Who is under center? Tyler Huntley or Lamar Jackson? I think the Ravens have a pretty good chance with either guy at this point. 
uh, which is crazy to say. If you had told me that Lamar Jackson was going to get hurt at some point in this season and maybe be out for an extended period of time, I told you the season's absolutely over. It's a credit to what Tyler Huntley did. I do think you have to also think back to the Bears game where Tyler Huntley played and wasn't very good. Just that not wasn't, you know, he was great in the final drive to get, bring him back, but they didn't generate a lot of offense throughout that entire game. So we'll see, we'll see where is the level? Where is the, the Tyler Huntley level? Obviously, we all hope it's Packers Tyler Huntley, as opposed to Bears Tyler Huntley. Probably somewhere in the middle. We shall see. Yeah, I mean, has Tyler Huntley earned uh, enough consideration to be like, hey, we should mix in some two quarterback plays, some oh, no. some some real Cordell. funky stuff, like, yeah, <laughs> oh, no. I, yeah. If you could guarantee both those guys stayed healthy, that'd be kind of you, fun. You want to mix some Troy Smith again? You want? To, you yeah, that? maybe yeah. Josh Johnson. You bring him in too. Ooh, that's Go now you quarterback. You want to talk about a three-headed monster? Three quarterbacks. Sheesh. Um, the, the, also the big thing we're not talking about this week, Eli Apple. I mean, that, 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 I feel like that's been dominating the news cycle a little bit. I, I can't <laughs> pretend to, I, 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 I'm going to let our guy Ramey deal with Eli Apple. The, the, I'm going to let, I'm gonna let Ramey and, and, and the, and the Ramey army, all those, all those, all those Ravens fans on Twitter, they could deal with Eli Apple. I, I got no time for Eli. I got to be honest. <laughs> Good for Eli just, for getting his name back in the news cycle. We'll say that. Yeah, I mean, good for him. I mean, he he's you know he's out there. Him and his mom still chirping away like they always have. She was one of the, like the original like my son, my son, my son. God, chill out. Uh, and, and you guys want to? Do you guys remember where Eli Apple went to college? The the Ohio State University. Tells you all you need mm. to know. Tells you all you need to know. Uh, and, and played for one of America's. Finest gentleman, Urban Meyer. Oh, he's he was that was maybe the quickest I've ever had a uh, Nick Cannon medley Maryland man of the week backfire on me because <laughs> I said I love him and I want him around for a very long time. Yes, yeah, and they fired mm. him. Tough scene. You know that's karma for you for doing that for doing it that way. If you're hey Mike treating Hibble, the Mike. no, you treated the Nick Cannon medley Maryland man of the week for your own personal. You know, <laughs> that's what it is. No, no, no. But you, you brought a bad guy in in the mix. You brought a bad guy into the Nick. Yeah, Cannon it's bad for the brand. Bad for the. And it, you know what? Nick Cannon Medley's out wherever he's playing. I think he's in France playing right now. He's out there. That he just felt a little dagger into his heart, and it was you making that pick of Urban Meyer for his esteemed award. Is he's the only coach that's ever won more games? Well, I guess the same amount of games overseas than he has in America. That's amazing. He'll probably never that. That's a record that'll probably never be broken. Uh, the rumor this week: Wink Martindale being a candidate. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll you know interview mm. him not hire for the Jags. Yeah, the I think Jags. they. I think you got to go sexy. I think you try and get Bianami, someone like no, that. No, they need to go. Not they need to go the opposite way. I mean, Bianami is a great pick. I it, I would be great if they hired him. They need to not go sexy. I don't even think Bianami is a sexy pick at this point. No one's willing to hire him. I, even though yeah. I think he, I think he'd be great. I, I think the enemy has the thing working out with the Chiefs. Like, hey, Andy, tell me when you're done, and I'm just going to – He is he's Josh McDaniels. I'm just going to chill here until you retire. Yeah, maybe. And, and I'll jump in. I mean, that's – if he has that worked out under the table – Yeah, cool. good for him. Not, not a bad You're, you're describing a, a Frisian James Franklin situation. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, hey, yeah. hey, here you go, James. We'll give you a million bucks if you're not Andy in Andy Reid's 63, so you – yeah. I would, <laughs> James Franklin. <right> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I, I had said if 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 the Chiefs win another one, maybe this year or next year, I could see Reed retiring and just being like, "I've got two, I've had a bunch of family stuff, uh, I am done," and yeah, and I sheesh. think he'll ride off into the sunset. Yeah. And 
That one. I, I don't think that's anyone would blame him. Underreported story, by the way. People oh, forget. People are very much forgetting that. I mean, he also had another son die at the Eagles training camp. You know, that's a, a couple years that. back. Eric Bieniemy, fifty-two. Well, you remember the big thing with him, right? People said they wouldn't hire him because he got a DUI in like 2014. Oh, God forbid. Like, not great, but got got a lot worse coaching options. He has an Eric Bieniemy has a legal issues um, section in the Wikipedia. Did not realize that. Mm. Yeah, Rod, I got into a bar fight at Colorado. That's fine. Yeah, you know who else did? Jimmy Smith. Listen to this one. July 4th, 1990, Bianami pleaded no contest interfering with a firefighter who had been performing his duties to extinguish a fire in his mother's garage. What a bizarre <laughs> thing you're looking for. Let it burn, baby. What Let it burn. That, what could that, what could that, that, an, an assistant city attorney said Bianami failed to attend the firefighting training section. He was, he was supposed to go to an eight hour firefighting training session. What is this? Is this fake? That has to be fake. That's it, Andy Reid. Andy Reid put that in there. It's all so no one would hire him. This was he, when he was at, playing at Colorado. That is bizarre. That is one of the more bizarre things. He got arrested. He, man, he had a tough college career. He kept, kept getting arrested at Colorado. Bizarre stuff. You don't got. You don't go to Colorado for school. He's got two sons now. I'm sure he's gotten it back together. That is, and they hired him back as the offensive coordinator at Colorado in 2010. They don't care. They're just mm-hmm. like, bring him in. Colorado, weird football history. Him and Jeremy Bloom. What a random. Very oh, true. Jeremy Bloom. What a name. Moguls. Talking winter. Big moguls guy. Uh, sneaking up on us. Yeah. Very much. Oh, yeah. Up. We'll, talk, plan. we'll talk about it. Plan. We're starting to get the. Everyone's getting the uh, all the like the um, the figure skaters competing at the nationals. I think this weekend or next week are getting asked the China human rights questions and are just dodging it like crazy. I'm just focused on mm. skating. I just want to focus on skating. I don't want to talk about Peng Shui. Tough, tough. They're just getting yeah. Christine Brennan's just killing them all on Twitter right now. Uh, it's tough. Like Nathan Chen, poor Nathan Chen, the quad king, the guy just wants to skate. He just he doesn't want to be an international, an international uh, politicized figure. But that's that's look. the legal talk of uh, Exit Fifty Two. Yeah, I mean we could talk human rights. I mean the IOC to just continuing to send Olympics to China. Yeah, is, pound sand, is, dick pound. Yeah, I mean that, that whole thing is a. Oh hey, here's uh, the mm. the Winter Olympics in in beijing and then oh later this year qatar hosts the world cup it's great just imported workers from freaking the philippines to die building the stadium it's great sports all right let's move on predictions for Bengals ravens um i will say i'll say 30 24 Bengals. thanks what if i just say 30 24 ravens you can do that. No one's saying you can't. I'm going to do that. Okay. 27-24 Baltimore. You're taking a JT field goal off the board? Taking a JT field goal in the last three minutes to win the game. Mm. Mm. Uh, a couple other quick things before we get into the draft that we have prepared here. Brandon Stevens and Geno Stone, pretty good this week. I, I read today – Green dot, Geno Stone. Geno Stone, green dot. That's a heck of a lot of responsibility to put on that guy in that game. And I thought – I think Who Brandon, they cut? 
I think Brandon Stevens is a guy that's really coming into his own here as the season goes on. And you can see why they picked him for his potential to play safety and corner. I thought, I think he's played very well the last few weeks and I'm not, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not an X's and O's savant here, but he just seems to be in better spots in coverage and coming up to make tackles as well. Yeah. I mean, it's, you look at the, the ultimate, um, body of work there against Aaron Rodgers and, and you look around and you try to figure out, okay, who was responsible for making that happen? And it was a collective effort. They all did a great job. And um, yeah, it, those are the guys that everyone was looking at after having seen them, I don't know, be in the wrong places, like you said, and, and, and point the finger at them. And so when they had the opportunity to be out there on a lot more plays and, and be potentially exposed more and more, and they weren't, you know, for the most part, they weren't, and they did a great job. And he, Brandon Stevens is right there at the top of that list because he's he's had to you know switch around and do a lot of different things and be versatile. And um, hopefully, we get more of that because we, goddamn, you know, we need it. Yeah, they obviously have to make a decision at some point about the Sean Elliott. It'll be interesting to see how the way these backup guys have played if they feel like either of those can slot in with Chuck Clark or, or what, what ends up happening there. As we move forward, um, the Ravens also need to get some guys back. A variety of people, um, depending on how they progress through the week, um, Patrick Ricard, Pat McCary, Ben Powers, Calais Campbell. Um, Harbaugh gave very general answers on those guys today. Gave the old, we'll see how the hamstring responds for Calais. We'll see how the knees responds for Makari. We'll see how the toe is on Thursday for Powers. And Makari with the best chance he practiced last week. Obviously, the Ravens would love to get any of those guys back. Tyree Phillips, they're still evaluating. Uh, Tavon, Tavon Young's in concussion protocol. I keep wanting to call Tavon Young Tavon for some reason. I, I My apologies to Tavon Young. But I continue to, fig, to call Tavon every single time. Um, so we'll see what the Ravens roster looks like on like Saturday or Sunday. Just no definitive answers as we sit here on Tuesday. There's just no way to speculate injuries. Yeah. What else is new? And didn't McPhee go on the COVID list today? Was that McPhee? Yeah. Yeah. After just getting activated to the 53 yeah. man roster. And again, it's like, that's an, it's like the a, Simpsons, a, Simpsons father gift for, for McPhee. Grand, grandfather. The grandfather, excuse me. <laughs> it's, and again, that's just like another fluid situation where, we can wake up in 10 minutes and it's like, oh, okay, this guy, this guy, this guy. Look at the Chiefs, the Steelers. Steelers going to luck out with the Chiefs next week? Yeah, I mean, this is the way this is going. I mean, th- th- this is going to be every week where we have absolutely no idea who's going to be playing football every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday. Um, and that's just that's just a, a national conversation with COVID raging around the country. Uh, let's get into our starting five draft presented by Fed Thrill. As I said last week, Christmas around the corner. It couldn't be more. It's not even around the corner. It's here. Christmas is here. I mean, we're recording on December 20th. Winter solstice. Winter solstice. Yeah. Happy shortest day of the year. Yeah, yeah. tremendous. So I, I hope you guys enjoyed yours. Um, One of my better ones. Sure. Um, <laughs> Banks, maybe not. Uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you can go to Fat Thrill. <laughs> And use the promo code EXIT52 at checkout to get 20% off your sunglasses. Uh, as you head into the new year, you're going to need them. Maybe you're going on, maybe you're going skiing or something, using them around the, uh, on the mountain as you're, you're headed down or sitting at the lodge, whatever it may be. You're, you're going on your winter vacations. I don't know. 
heck, maybe you're just, you know, locked in the house. You want to throw some sunnies on, you know, <laughs> keep things interesting. Sure. Yeah. Perfect stocking stuffer. Yeah. Very yeah. good point. Plus, yeah. if you order them now, there's a lot of lock to Christmas. They will, they'll come in time for probably your second Christmas. Correct. Yeah. Maybe Very 27th true. or 28th. If, for some, if there's a reason that prevents you from hanging out with your family, you have the ability to just wear sunglasses by yourself inside. <laughs> um, if that's something you want to do. Might happen to a lot of people this Christmas, unfortunately. Don't wish it, it might. On it just Don't might. Wish. Just might. Don't want to name anybody in particular. Thoughts um, and prayers to those, you prayers know. to those people. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Uh, we are doing... Uh, Christmas gifts that we received, I believe, is how we're going about this instead of like doing a very general Christmas gift draft. Now, all of us have been sitting here trying to rack our brains about what the hell we got for Christmas for the, you know, 30 odd years of all of our lives here. But um, we're going to do the best we can. This is finishes out our, our Christmas drafts. I'm sure we'll do something surrounding New Year's next week. Um, and and, uh, and maybe we and do most overrated season. things for New yeah. Year's. Oh wow, you're not a New Year's guy. I was kind of thinking the same thing actually. Yeah, it's not a horrible thought. I, I'm not. It's you know, it is. <laughs> I've weird. been wanting to just do an overrated draft for a long time. This may line up perfect. Just because yeah. it's the most open-ended thing you could do is just like let's just do an overrated draft, and you can things that could come out of left field that are just hot takes from any of us. Oof. Can I give you something that won't be on the board? Power plant, because it just sucks and everybody knows it. Boom. Mm, there roasted. it is. Yes. Don't go to New Year's there. Sorry to anybody that works at power plant that might listen. I don't care. But <laughs> if I'm you want to give us the tickets, maybe we'll go. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, but not sorry. It's sorry is what not Taylor just sorry. said. Yeah, freaking Baltimore landmark. Get out of there, NBC. Um, <laughs> yeah, we can do that next week. Let's do that. Let's pencil that in. Pencil that in. I don't know what okay. my wave routes are going to be at I'll get to work on making my list. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so Christmas gifts draft. Um, Banks has the first pick. RDT has the second pick. I have the third pick. So Banks, you can start us off. This could go a variety of different ways. I'm fascinated to see where it goes. Yeah. It's um, I kind of feel bad doing this because the, the guys at Chicago just did a toy draft. They did. And this was the very, first overall pick. It's very good, and it's it. But the answer for me is the best gift I ever got. That just is like when you got it, it was just changed everything for you. N sixty four. It was yeah. My grandmother gave it to me. It's you know we did the old like hey Santa got you the gifts and you you know you tear them open and everything and then you go over to grandma's house and I didn't get that N sixty four in the morning and it was things were looking glum and uh, you know it's that's just kind of the one thing you had to have it. N sixty four was like, I mean it was it. It was it at that point in time. And when I, when I got that, um, man, it was everything. And just like to this day, I mean, it's just got staying power. Like the N64 comes out every so often and it's such a treat when it does. Um, for anybody even remotely close to my age, N64 plays every time. That's pick. That's first overall pick. Hard lock. Yeah, I can't question it all. Is I remember getting mine and our uh, me and my brothers getting it. It was a freaking. It was the greatest day of all time. I mean, I think one of the great Christmas videos ever is the kid getting it and going crazy on it. That may be the Christmas video. Like, yeah, it, it's got to be at least talked about as the Christmas video. If it ends up on a commercial eventually, like, yeah, that takes a little steam out of it, but it goes to show, like, yeah, 
that was a big time video. Great pick. Clear one, one. And, and shout out to, by the way, shout out to that red line radio, Barcelona, Chicago dog walk toy draft, which was very fun. That was one of the better ones they've done. Agreed. Not the, not don't turn, listen to our draft first, but go listen to that. Cause that, it, that was good stuff from them. Very good one. Um, my, my turn, right? Correct. All righty. Uh, I'm, I'm going very similar to banks. I'm going the original PlayStation. Mm. So we, so our neighbors had gotten the N64. They got it before Christmas. So my parents had talked to their parents and were like, Oh, you guys got the N64. We used to go over there to play N64. So we ended up getting the PlayStation. So it was like, we can, we could all double dip. Um, and the reason we actually, me, my brother and sister found out that we were getting the PlayStation before Christmas because my dad had called my mom from the mall answering machine picked up. We were upstairs watching TV and my mom's in my parents' room. That's where the answering machine was answering machine picked up. Then my mom picked up so we could hear it over the thing. And my dad was like, Hey, got the PlayStation, uh, bought like, you know, bought it at the mall, blah, blah, blah. We'll have it for Christmas. And we went nuts. And like, I, I can't remember how old I was, but obviously the oldest leader of the pack had to like be like, all right, we have to like play this cool and not, and not like tell them that we know, but we knew. But, and like the knowing that you got a PlayStation and we, we used to go up to uh, Pennsylvania for Christmas. So going, having to drive all the way up to Pennsylvania, being like, oh, I wonder what we're going to get for Christmas. And then like unwrapping it and, pretending to be surprised on christmas morning was very tough but yeah that's i i think that's by far my that feels one. like such a rookie move by elliot what calling or yeah well he's i mean if he's he's just he wouldn't know now if if, uh, if an answering machine picked up he would talk to the answering machine. <laughs> um so i i think it's very on par for him this is a guy who still writes checks at the grocery store sometimes <laughs> i love that yeah yeah <laughs> We, we can do an old school draft with him. Um, I, I don't mean to make this boring for the listeners, but it's just the, the generation we live in. The video game systems are freaking just, that's just how it goes. Me and my brothers all at once all received uh, Game Boy Colors with the corresponding Pokemon games, red, Ooh. blue, and yellow. And that was a truly epic Christmas when all of us received the game at the same time um and then just all played together so i will take my specific one that i received which was the yellow game uh, i was i was gonna pokemon say you're yellow. a yellow guy pokemon yellow uh that is the one that i got i will pair those two things together as one christmas gift because they came together if you guys want to take either of those separately I'll, that's fine with me but that was that was just a, that was a moment we all had the freaking we had the the link cable the transfer cable which was link cable whatever huge was sensational um, is this your third and fourth pick that you're doing? I was combining them together because I got them as one. Okay. Unless you guys want to put it as two, which I'll put it as two. If no, you want it to, but no, I'm fine with it as one because it can't. Yeah, you could buy it with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yellow's so the one of the three that I I got the 150 on. The only one. Mm. Big time yeah. accomplishment. Those games. We really should do a just a Game Boy games draft or at some point because there's just something special to those game boy games where you would just like, they're just a different experience and a more personal experience. We just like land in your bed playing game boy games. 
freaking awesome. So that's my mm-hmm. first pick. That was that's a that was an all time Smythe Christmas moment. Um, and then with the fourth pick, just uh, in growing up, I have a specific one to pick, but this was like a yearly thing for me from probably wow, when I was like six, five or six, 97, 98 till like maybe I was in high school, maybe like through high school. I always asked for one Jersey every year. I'll take specifically the Ed Reed Jersey I got for this audience, but I got a Jersey every single, it was one Jersey every single year. And those were my most cherished gifts. It would always go right on. I would wear it to the Christmas party we went to with our family, like later in the day, four times, four sizes. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah, four sizes too big would sleep in them. Hopefully, no one has the photo of me in the Michael Vick jersey from that whatever year that was that I got. (laughs) Uh, But yes, Uh, and they're all. I'm sitting here in my childhood room as we record this. I think they're all in the closet. We could just sit here and go through them if we want. Um, Two, there's like two Tracy McGrady's, a Michael Vick, Mm. a, a Panther, Steve Smith, Ed Reed. Um, I'm trying to go through the rest in my head. Uh, a knockoff Juan Dixon that wasn't the actual Nike one, but was like one of those cheap ones that wasn't the right uniform. Which got like, at a mall kiosk. I, I which I was like a super. Um, I was a super uh, elitist jersey person, so I just scoffed when I opened that to my parents. It was not a great moment for me. I was like, "Where's the right one? Mm. Not good. Mm. Not a good. Not a good situation there." Um, but. Yeah, so I'll take Ed Reed because we're taking, I guess, specific ones. But for me, I got a jersey every year. So I'm taking taking sports jersey kind of overall. But It's a good one. That doesn't limit anybody else from taking a specific jersey they got. Like, I, I don't want it to limit that because it may have been formative for all of you as well. I like that. I like that. Um, I am going to go – I got an A2000 baseball glove, outfielder's glove, probably mm. 2006 – and I'm still using it to this very day um, for softball. It's it's actually me and me and my buddy who we were best friends in high school got the glove same year for Christmas. Um, he's on my softball team now, and we still are using the exact same gloves that we used in high school. That's awesome. So, yeah, again, and that was like my first big like, and that was kind of like the only thing I got for Christmas that year because it was like I don't know. Thanks probably is a better idea. Two fifty, maybe. T- to it was definitely over 200 bucks maybe 250 yeah no those things well nowadays they go for probably 400 i was gonna say there i mean you walk in the dicks and they have to like you know you you can't just pick it up and 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 walk walk to the register with it um but i just remember my dad being like hey this is this is your big one this is it like you'll get some other stuff but like this is the one so like you gotta take care of it you gotta do this and that so again I think I think I've taken care of it because I can still use it 15 years later. So every year, like in the outfield, my buddy and I are like, should probably get new gloves soon. Like we're these things are going to be 20 years old and we're still going to be using them. But um, yeah, the black black one with the gray webbing, a 2000. I'm sure everyone everyone has that glove probably or had it at <laughs> one point. It's a quality glove. Yeah, yeah it, no, it, it works. Exactly what you said. It says it all. Yeah. No, that it, just the phrase a 2000 is like if you're really into the baseball equipment and you're a junkie about it, like that is just about the gold standard when it comes to, to baseball gloves and such. Just it's the mainstay. Pretty much. So to be, to be honest, like may have, may have overlapped or like 
budged in on something on my list here. So I'm, I got to think about uh, there's a, which is no, that just is not just your pick, but like uh, Taylor's picks too so far. So I'm a little bit, a little bit jumbled up here. I'm going to take with the number six, I'm going to take the iPod video. Mm. I think I got it when I was maybe 11 or 12. I'm not really sure when it was um, besides the point. Um, the fact that you could like hold something in your hand and watch an episode of family guy or something like that, or a movie or a music Celebrity video, Jeopardy clip. You just hold it in your hand and watch it was insane. And this, I wanted to almost take this just so I could reminisce on how ridiculous this was like the iPod video hadn't been out for terribly like all that long where they had not yet figured out the technology for you to just like have a file and the, the iPod would know how to play it. Like it had to be, it had to be changed. The dimensions of the videos had to be an exact dimension in order to play it. So you would go on the internet and you'd have to download and look and hope that there'd be specific things matched up for your specific size, unless you wanted to like pay in the iTunes store, like a loser, like who does that? Um, but yeah, I remember just going like, scouring the internet and probably getting all kinds of viruses on my parents' computers, just trying to get the right configurations for the videos that I wanted to have on my iPod video. Um, and of course it plays music and does all that other shit too. And that was pretty, pretty revolutionary at the time for that too. So um, we probably have some younger listeners that have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. I'm talking about the video dimensions and stuff, but um, yeah. Do, do you remember like, the capacity on those things for songs, I think used to be a thousand. There was like a, a, a yeah, it was, like a, I think like 30 gigs is where they started. The videos, iPod, videos the iPod, started, iPod videos. The iPod videos started at 30. It was like 30, 60, and 80 or something. But yeah. there was like a billboard that would like went viral a couple of days ago and it was like an old school one and it's like 1,000 songs in your pocket. And it's like, now it's like if your, your phone holds a thousand songs, you're fucked. Yeah, I think the first one was like five or 10 gigs. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, I um I specifically remember too. I there's like the fifth season of Family Guy. I probably watched those episodes a bajillion times just because it was what I had on there. Um, with the seventh pick, this is kind of a blanket pick, but um. Oh, by the way, kind of and not to give away a pick. I don't think anyone will pick this as an iPod version if they pick an iPod version. iPod Shuffle was easily the dumbest iPod idea. What oh, the, the Nano, <laughs> the Nano. But the Nano was just an up. Now we're starting to get. There's a small, yeah, no. But the shuffle was the. It's just a little clip thing. I had Wait, one. That, that's it was okay, was like for what it was. Hated those. Yeah, that's what I was. It's just thinking. a way to get your foot in the door. Like, hey, I got an iPod. Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, kind of in line with your jersey thing. I'm gonna do what was like a similar window where I used to get this every year because I also used to get a jersey every year too, pretty much. But I used to get a box of baseball cards, tops, series two of whatever that given year was. It's it's a great gift because you would get you get a box. So you get either either 24 packs or like 36 packs. So it's like you're opening 24 gifts or 26 or 36 gifts. And you just like it's time consuming and you just open it up and you shuffle through the cards. You see what you get. Like it's just all it's just a very fun thing to open reach i was never a cards guy ever at all but i respect the like 
that as a gift that people got because there people get very yeah. baseball cards or trading cards or whatever. Um, so, and every once in a while, like my dad would find, um, like upper deck 1991, like a box of that and give me that, which 91 zero was born. So I would just, like, I remember I collected, I have the full collection of upper deck 91 and all that. Um, but I would typically, that would be my base in order to try to build the set is from the cards off of that. And usually if that was, I mean, I don't, I can't remember off the top of my head how many cards are in the set, but it would usually get me to a point where I had probably 80 to 90% of the cards in the set. And then from there, you try to like find the cards and trade and like go to the store and try to fill out the rest of the set, which is, I don't know if you're into that kind of thing, you know, it's cool. It's fun. RDT. Um, I'm going to follow what, what Taylor, what you were doing. I used to get pretty much a jersey or two a year. There was one year that I got the, I guess we can, I can almost like pinpoint it, the authentic stitched Vince Young, number 10, still hanging upstairs in the closet. I got that and I got the powder blue LT jersey uh, the <clears> same year. Like back when the, the powder blue, I mean, they're still fire, but like when the powder blue was like the powder blue, when every, it was in every, Nelly was wearing the Lance Allworth in every like rap video and, and they were just so sick. And yeah, like you, like I was putting it on right away. I was wearing it to like the Christmas dinner at my aunt's house that night. Like everyone else is dressed up in like suits or coming from church and, and I'm slumming it in, in an LT jersey. Um, yeah, those two, again, like, I mean, I got... I got a Bruce Perry jersey for Christmas one year. I got the Vernon Davis, the blackout one. I got, I mean, I used to get a Juan Dixon or like a, a Antoine Jameson jersey every other year. So I, I was, I was. Should we just name drop all the jerseys here? Because I don't think I'm going to take one just because it's like it's overkill at this point. But do we just want to just drop them all here? Go for it. Go for it. Uh, the first one I really got that was like the all NFL authentic one was was Suggs rookie year. I'd had a couple like knockoff ones or like ones that were like 75 bucks or whatever at the mall. Like, yeah, bought from Marshall's after yeah. that person had been traded. Like I had a Vinny Destaverde and an Eric Rett and uh, a couple like knockoff, like Ray Lewis and Shannon Sharp ones. But then Terrell Suggs was like, and suppose, I mean, my grandfather used to work at the stadium and the story is that he went in after his shift and it was like the last Jersey on the rack. It was the white Terrell Suggs, the rookie. And, uh, and then the, the white one, like the way that the paint was on those things, like it's not paint, but the fabric or whatever, the numbers would wear out on the white jerseys so much quicker mm-hmm. than the, the colored ones. That thing is what got so worn out, but you know, it is what it is. Yep. I have an Eddie George but, one that you can't even see the numbers on the front of it anymore. Yeah. I definitely had my Ed Reed. I had, you know, my Alex Ovechkin at one point, um, Caps jerseys throughout the years. Yeah. No, I mean, the whole gamut. Yeah, I went in my closet here. We're in the closet. Oh, uh, we need to do a closet. We need DJ Strawberry Phoenix Suns. That's a, that maybe <laughs> the only one ever sold. That may, may be. That's what I wanted to say. That's unbelievable. Out. I think um, we need to save these, and we can do a starting five of our personal jerseys that we have. Yeah, maybe. Mark Clayton. It's a tough Mark start. Clayton. Ouch. Gilbert Arenas in the gold. Ooh, I never. Yeah, I was gold and black. Of Gold and black. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't need to go through all these. Let me see if I can find any other ones that are, like, particularly good. Juan Dixon, gotta... Portland Trailblazers. Ooh. 
Nice. And to finish it off. That has got miles on it. I can see it. Oh, yeah. I used to just sleep in these things like every night. (laughs) And, uh, oh, I'll end on this because we're a raving show. Quadra-ish mile. You. (laughs) Best email signature in the game. Not even close. (laughs) There's a lot more in there, but that's just just a little taste of the – Little taste of the those are all Christmas ones too. Because the the especially those like Maryland ones where I would just get random Maryland players, like those were like the custom ones. So that was like when you you know you had to ask for for Christmas, otherwise you probably wouldn't get it. Mm. Okay, with the ninth pick, I'm staring at it right now. I was actually gonna take something in the iPod family, but I feel like Banks has kind of jumped in on that. So I don't wanna I don't wanna make this boring and repeat a pick to a certain extent. Um I would have taken the gold. For the record, would have taken the gold um, iPod Mini. That was the first iPod I got, and that thing was freaking sweet. And came with the um, just we went to iTunes, and they were like, "Please download these uh, Red Hot Chili Pepper songs." You really don't want you no you too. Excuse me, not Red Hot Chili Peppers. That was later. You too. Was you too? I'm gonna take. I and I cherish this. I'm staring at the exact model. I found it as we as you guys were talking. I googled it. The Philips AZ9103 personal CD player. Oh my lord, did I get a lot of use out of this? Can you repeat that? Philips AZ. Philips AZ9103 personal CD player. Apparently, you can buy it on for thirty five dollars on Amazon. (laughs) Extended playing time up to twenty hours. Forty second electronic skip protection. Are you kidding me? Oh, the skip protection. I remember I used to like bang mine to like see if it would skip. The thing is freaking awesome. My God, a young Taylor. Before, Can you before, type before, it out one more time? AZ9103. Uh, not AZ9103. Phillips. It's essentially a Walkman, but it was Phillips. And I had to, I had to, I wasn't going to just say Walkman. I didn't have a Walkman. I had that Phillips, that Phillips version. I freaking love that CD player. Used to pop the, used to pop, uh, my old B2K CD in there. That'll that'll age me a little bit. That that'll really get my street cred up a little B2K. Jesus. Um, yeah, and that was when you burn CDs. So we were all like burning each other's CDs. And I remember the my friends Ben and Lucy Scholl. Shout out to Lucy. She just got married. They they had the Avril Lavigne album, her first album burned. And I remember like that being a huge deal. They had it and they gave it to us. And it was like, let's just listen to complicated. Let me just listen to complicated and Skater Boy. This is the basis for all of the singing I can do for from the 1999 to like 2004 era of music. It all comes from this freaking CD player. So I'm drafting that. Freaking love that thing. I'm taking that with the ninth pick. Shout out to Phillips. I don't even know what Phillips does anymore. Who knows if they make things? TVs, um, maybe? Yeah, maybe still TVs. Used to be, I feel like they were so big and they were like one of the biggest electronics companies. I really don't know. I don't buy any of their stuff. Should we take this as an opportunity to send our regards to Phillips uh, in Ocean City, the Crab House? Sure. Floor is yours. RIP. Is it gone? 66 yeah. years down the drain. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. They closed yeah. yesterday. They just like straight up were like, yeah, we're done. Wow. I'm shocked that wasn't discussed in the Smythe family tonight. That's that. Wow. I'm shocked they didn't come up at dinner. Uh, super heartbreaking, right? Super heartbreaking. Well, there's like a lot of family history to that restaurant. That's now a huge tourist trap, but. Um, that's, an, that's a wild building. Though. Wild. On, uh, Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, here we go. Closes doors permanently. 
<laughs> the, the picture on delmarvanow.com is a sneak peek at the new Aldi. Eastern Shore small town newspaper publications way too much in the last couple of years. They're so good. The Daily Times, they're such yeah. good, old school newspapers. Just uh, every, every article when a new Aldi hoop shows up. So what's amazing about Phillips is they really expanded like into airports and they had one of the inner Harbor. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if they just went too quickly and now they're sort of, I don't know. Over license. I mean, a lot of green turtles have shut down. Yeah. They're kind of reeling back in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that coastal highway one that's fascinating. I'll I'll see if I can get some 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 Ocean City scuttlebutt from Ocean City. <laughs> yeah, shop. let us. Um, what, what's his name? Let um, guy from Secrets tell him. Layton. Uh, yeah, Layton. Fill us in. So, do they have other locations still? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Well, they, they have that they've one in Baltimore, stuck right? with the Baltimore one here. Yeah, I don't think that one's going anywhere. Yeah, it's interesting. My <laughs> so rip. The first my comment rip on was... Facebook is, "Will there be services?" Good lord. <laughs> Facebook's a bad place. Um, <laughs> okay, with that, with that out of the way, um, I actually love that as a phrase to drop on people. <laughs> I am going to take another communal one for 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 if it's never been stated on this podcast. I have a twin brother and a brother who was born um in night we were born in 92 he was born in 94 so just after us so we got a lot of things together when we were in the right age to do that one of those things was the three of us all getting razor scooters the same year which was an absolute freaking event of the century to get all those things we were riding formation everyone in the neighborhood got them those are the hottest freaking things on the street at one point (laughs) speaking of the uh the chicago pod they made a great point those things were death to your shins and your ankles. I mean, oh, that was, it was correct. a nightmare banging those things against your legs. But, I mean, if you didn't have a Razor scooter at one point in, like, an 18-month span, you were just not a thing. Like, you had to have one, and we all got them at the same time. It was sweet. I wrote down Razor scooter. I did not have a Razor scooter. I came down the stairs one year and got the Target knockoff, oh. and it was supposed to be, like, the box – had the scooter as like a red color you take that thing out and it was like a metallic a metallic red that looked that skewed more towards a pink and boy was it tough for me out there in the neighborhood that day yeah you can't i mean that i went up the street and all the boys and girls had their razors and we had our target brand me and my sister and it was it was it was tough it was tough that's a total I i don't think i was very nice to santa that year I think and, uh, we at one point got sharper image scooters. Remember, like the sharper image store? Yeah. They, I think my dad got us those. And I think us three as like a family were like, listen, this can't happen. We need razors or bust. That's, that's where like I'm razors. glad that Taylor, I'm glad that Taylor led with exactly what he just said because Jimbo's going to listen to this. He's going to hear you first. And then he's going to like, I think I remember. At some point between then and now, I've explained that at some point that that was a tough scene for your boy out there with the Target scooter. And uh, yeah, it wasn't me just, you know, flapping my gums and just trying to be, you know, it was 
it was tough in the social scenes for your boy. Tough sledding. Yeah. I mean, the thing, that's, that's a great thing. The matter is, and I say this directly to Jimbo, you made your son less cool. <laughs> and I don't, I, I, I got a lot of respect for Jimbo, but that's just what happened. I mean, that's just a fact of the matter. That's just yeah. There's matter. really no debating that. Yeah. And maybe that, put some scar tissue on that he still holds on to. Direct correlation. 100% direct correlation. I mean, Razor Scooters were the thing, man. They were they the were, they were big. And God, if you had a wheelie bar, you were even cooler. The light up mm. lights? Are you kidding me? Oh my God! Mm. The so bearings. If you could switch out the bearings to make them to make them the wheels go faster too. Good lord! Yeah, it was. Lord. That that's that that may be the best pick of the draft. All right, RDT. Um, I'm gonna go. I had a what year was that? Freshman year, maybe. I got a C- Simon Siemens cell phone. S i e m e n s like. Something I think that's how you pronounce that. Company. Yeah, and which again, not a great look for me going into high school with a Siemens phone. Yeah, um, what? It's like that's. I think that's how I got the hand-me-down flip phone uh, that had um, T9 or whatever, and the screen wasn't even color. Oh, and I, me oh, getting the me getting that cell phone was at a point in time where phones had cameras on them. So that was my first phone in high school. So I'm really not having a good couple of minutes here. Oh, <laughs> I, started with a, I started with an LG flip phone with a camera. That was oh. sophomore year of high school for me, by the way. Wow. That's a brutal beat. That's a brutal beat. The Siemens Simon. It's a tough draft for you and your parents. <laughs> the M55 GSM 2G black and orange candy bar. I guess that's what it was called. Rare cell phone. That's what it's listed as on eBay. Phone <laughs> selling for forty-two bucks right now. Yeah, electronic. I could play. Squad. I'm not I could play blackjack on that phone though. That was sweet. I think I could play blackjack. I I just remember like we had a hundred texts a month to <laughs> like people not on Verizon. I mean, you and might as well have had a, a T eighty T I eighty three. your basically. Phone. But they were like, but wait, you can change out the faceplate, and it could be red or it could be orange. Or it could be gray, and it's like, oh shit! And that was the yeah, that was called like, the candy bar. I think that that's I don't remember ever. Remember the the, uh, the LG chocolate, chocolate with the yeah, Christina Aguilera Candyman commercial? That was like chocolate was, was an all time iconic commercial. Yeah, the my sister had the lime green one. I think we should do a commercials starting five too. Yeah, we should. Unfortunately, it's a very blanket one. We do have that one too. I'm going that phone because again, that was just like my first cell phone. I was like, "Oh my god, this is it." And that was um, again, I think googling cell phones. Maybe my freshman or sophomore year. I can't remember which one. Thanks, you got two. I may have found it. I think I found it. This is great radio. The, the LG VX thirty one hundred. No, somebody saw it on. Someone's I have never had a phone right without now. a camera. Hashtag blessed. Yeah, right. That's there definitely that. it. Um, Anyways, um, that I am going to take, and this is a little bit of a double dip given that I've got the N64 early, but I'm taking Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. For mm. me, that just stood out above the other video games that I got. I did not get it the same year I got the N64, but God damn it, did I need that video game in the worst way. And that was a year. The one time, I don't know that I was – no, I definitely was not hunting for the presence, but I found the presence in the basement and near the slop sink in the closet. And uh, 
I, I saw the just like that shape wrapped up. Like this is an N64 game. You knew the box when you saw. Oh, it. you know the box. I gotta, yeah, you, yeah. I opened that thing and I rewrapped it. I don't know that I've ever told a soul, but oh, rewrap. Oh. I mean, what a what a. This um, is a miserable list, Jimbo. What, what, what a draft this is for your family. I mean, this is unbelievable. I'm not sure. I may have told told him that before, but devious of me. But come on, man. The slot sink. I mean, it's right there. You know, I live in the basement. Like. Yeah, that's a bad one. I mean, this Come has on. been a disaster for your parents in this draft. <laughs> a disaster. Yeah. Um, I never found a present ever. My parents did an unbelievable job. I still have no idea where they put them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tony Hawk's first, I mean, just one of the all time great video games, too. Blue great Cartridge, soundtrack. which really made it stand out, too. Agreed. Yeah. And I got Madden 2001 the same year, also Blue Cartridge. Yeah. Some good, some good cartridge. Yeah. You get like, I don't Donkey think Kong was like a yellow Donkey Kong with the yellow. Yep. Donkey Kong with yeah. the yellow was iconic. Wasn't wasn't uh Pokemon Snap yellow? I believe so. Maybe. I'm not so sure. Uh somewhere know. green. Somewhere green, maybe. Like that see-through. I think Pokemon Oh Stadium. yeah, there's some some of those. Yeah. I think Pokemon Stadium was gold. I actually don't think that's what I'm thinking. Of. Pokemon Snap yes. was yellow. Pokemon Stadium yeah, yeah. was gold. Pokemon yeah, Stadium was gold. Um I think there was a couple Zeldas that were also gold. Yeah, but yes, Ocarina definitely of Time. Were. Ocarina of Time was gold, right? Maybe. That sounds correct. That sounds correct. I think I think um, Pro Skater Two was also a colored cartridge. I think it was yellow. Um, so they they kept that going. That's right. That's that's. A, I mean, that's an amazing video game. That that did we have we done a video game sports video games draft? We already. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we did, and I'm. Yeah. I'm I bet I took it pretty high. I would assume someone took that very high. That that those three, the first three Tony Hawk's Pro Skater games are and under soundtracks too are so good with unbelievable soundtracks. Mm. Uh, yeah. All right, you got another one. Last one. Uh, I'm gonna take the first stocking stuffer. I think here, and this oh. is also one where I'm not picking like specific time or specific year or whatever i'm just taking scratch offs love getting scratch offs as a gift love wow. yeah no it's a people pleaser i love giving scratch offs too like it gets people going you you know pull a couple nickels out and you get people scratching and people get fired up for it people love scratch offs was your were you like a hey if we win we're all splitting it fuck no oh that's what my dad <laughs> my dad says i'll buy them for you he buys us like the 20 dollar ones but he'll be like but if if you win, you have to give me some. And it's like there oh. was a year where uh, my, I think my grandparents gave gave my cousin and I were same age, we're three days apart, gave us a pack of Pokemon cards, and of course he pulled he pulled the Charizard hologram, oh. and I got nothing. How 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 hard did you cry? Uh, it was tough. I was a big yeah. Blastoise guy though, and I already had that, so um, that was kind of like my foot was in the ground, and I couldn't be a Charizard guy, so. Um, yeah, but, but still, gotta, like looking back in hindsight, like that was a tough beat, real tough beat. Your family's just taking fucking. I mean, taking after God bless Jimbo. I know, friend of the show. That one wasn't on Jimbo. Jimbo's Mister Scratch Off. I mean, that's where I get that from. Yeah. Him, him and his family. So lovely family. RDT, finish it off with your last pick, and then I've got. I, 
I was kind of, I thought Banks for a second was going to take this until he said um, um, stocking stuffer. But I got backyard baseball one year. Oh, yeah. The, the original one. And like, I remember I, getting it and it wasn't even like a thing yet. And yeah. Like, like, oh, I just, what's like, this? Oh, yeah. I just like ran fun. downstairs yeah. to my cousin's computer, like, didn't even ask, just installed it on their computer and just started like playing for like hours. Great. And hours, Such, and hours. I mean, it's an amazing game. Awesome. It's game. a great game. Like, and I will say that this may be controversial. I, I'm, I am a little fatigued of the every year, the Pablo Sanchez, like, oh, the greatest ESPN, the greatest player of all time, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, dude, we it's fucking just, get it. He's good. It's, I agree. Yeah. We, we get it. But like that game, I mean, that was like, oh, you could have the, you know, the kid Cal Ripken, the kid um, Randy Johnson, uh, Barry Bonds, like Mark McGuire, Jeff Bagwell. Like you had them all. It was just, it was such a great game. And sometimes you get the, I don't even do the combo pack. I guess you do basketball and football. I wasn't really a basketball fan. I was more backyard baseball and uh, football. Yeah. I ended up soccer soccer was sure. fun. Soccer, soccer was solid. I ended up yeah. kind of playing liking all of them. I'm yeah, sure I, I played all of them. Yeah. I just more grabbed um, baseball and football. I always loved the 01 and 03 were the two baseball ones that had the MLB players before they went like 3D and got real weird with it. Yeah. I always loved like the one-off player for that team that sucked that just didn't have like like Brad Radke is in one of those games. He's, he's the Twins representative. Just things like that always crack me up. You get uh like Mike Sweeney with the Royals. Yeah, like who just some like, names who you don't been, think about, but they're just real throwbacks. Who would it have been for the uh, like Pirates, like the Brian Giles or something like Jason Kendall? Yeah, Jason Kendall. Well, he was a damn good player too. So I guess we, um, we had Cal, and then we had we had Jeff Conine. I'm looking at these like Raul Mondesi, Raul Mondesi for the uh, oh, yeah. Jays, uh, Bagwell, Nomar Bonds, Giambi Walker, Ch- uh, Jason Kendall for the Pirates, yeah, Carlos Beltran for the Royals, young, young, Marty Cordova for the Twins. There it is. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> How about Bobby Higginson getting in one of these games? Was he really the Tigers guy? That's what it says. That's exactly what I'm talking about right there. Bobby Higginson, what a Good name. For him. Yeah. Good for him. It's good. Yeah, it's good pick. It's a good pick. That didn't cross my mind. I just, yeah, pick's always going to play. Yeah. I didn't think about about a, about a lot of individual video games. I guess I could have. I guess that the I was thinking of the system in the game. I to, to like Tony Hawk's. It's like tied to a memory. I mean, took him on Tony Hawk. I'm not questioning either pick. They're both gifts that I got and I played a million hours of. Um, I have to take this with my last pick because I, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm drafting in concert with my two brothers. I just that's just how my Christmases are. Uh, we got Legos every year, and we were all big Legos people. I'm gonna take one specific thing that you would really only get for Christmas. You just this is something you would never be able to convince your like parents to go out and get for you. Can I guess? Sure. Oh no, you're already going on. No, I guess. was gonna, I was gonna guess like oh, it was the Millennium Falcon. It was not the Millennium Falcon. We did get that. We did get that. This was specifically in my range, not my brother's range. It was when they did the NBA Legos with the full NBA arena where you could like stick the guys in the pegs. It didn't work at all to actually <laughs> do any sort of basketball on which like when you watch the ad, they were like flipping the balls into the hoop. That did not work in any way, but worked. I wanted that thing so bad. And when I got it, I was very, very excited. So I'm taking Legos, similar to the Jersey pick. I'm taking Legos as a whole because that was just, I was very excited to get Lego sets every year, but that specific NBA one was very catered to me. And uh, I was very excited to get, they're still all downstairs in our garage. So we have a million Legos, a million Legos. 
I had on my list big old Lego sets. That's literally word Legos. for word, big old Lego sets. So, yep. We were just, it was just like we would all build the Legos together. Me and my brothers we would do different things. So, I love this. I was just that's never a Lego guy. guy. That's a great yeah. pick. My sister, Lego gal, older sister. Me, not a Lego guy. There you not go. Legos. Yeah. Um, Banks took Nintendo 64, the iPod video, baseball cards, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1, and scratch offs. RET took PlayStation, PlayStation 1, A2000 baseball glove. Uh, I wrote specifically Jersey, but Vince Young and LT. Um, LT being LaDainian Thomas, not Lawrence Taylor. Your semen cell phone, your candy bar, whatever that <laughs> was, and the backyard and backyard baseball. I took uh, Game Boy slash Pokemon Yellow, the combined pack, sports jerseys every year, parentheses Ed Reed, um, although I went through some of them later in the draft. Uh, my Philips CD, portable CD player, Razor Scooter, uh, and Legos, specifically my NBA Legos. Uh, some honorable mentions for me, just getting a bike was a big deal. Mm-hmm. That was like a transformative mm-hmm. to get a bike. Um, I had Game Boy Advance SP. I continued, con- I contend that Game Boy Advance SP does not get enough credit as an incredible game system. The backlight was a freaking game changer, game, such a game, game changer. changer that nobody talks about. Everybody moves like right from the regular Advance to the to the DS. Respect the flip, respect just get a worm light, bro. Yeah, I had the worm no. light. The worm light for the game had, boy once color. Once rocking with that, I had like the bronzy orange one. I, that is maybe Gosh. my most shared game system ever. I love the worm light. The idea of the worm light. The remember the know, ones that lime that, greenish colored one. Oh, uh, that just like went over the top. The yeah. and then they they built those like big contraptions that like flip yeah. over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the worm weird. light. I did have worm lights. I mean, I had the regular Game Boy Advance and had the worm light, but um. We got Nerf guns, pretty easy pick there. Um, when we ended up having a pool, Super Soakers was a big thing for a couple of years. We would get new Super Soakers. Oh, must be nice. Yeah, but the, the problem with getting a Super Soaker for Christmas is like you got to keep it in storage. Yeah, you got to keep months. it. In, yeah, yeah, it's true. But I mean, you know. <laughs> I never had a pool, so I wouldn't know, you know. Sure. So. Yeah. yeah, get a pool, boys. <laughs> Sorry, we only had another a commentary on your pen. We only had a membership. <laughs> <laughs> This is all becoming a this is all becoming a parents draft, um, so yeah. Any honorable mentions for you guys? I mean, I could go through a thousand video game things. It's probably not worth anyone's. Yeah, time. Mario Party stuck out for me. I just mm-hmm. oh great, yeah. I mean, Super Smash. I had, yeah, yeah. I had Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty on the list too, just because I had PlayStation Two. Yeah, that specific Christmas getting that was a big time gift. And if I don't yep. mention that, then it's going to be like okay. Oh, remember that um <laughs> getting halo with it and then being able to play halo online with your friends oh your my friends. gosh and also Fucking i mean man. the first halo was not even online like kind of so going down the street and doing a land party oh there ain't no party eight. like a land party there oh my no gosh like land party dude we went eight wide at the Wickman's down the street. Oh, oh, I love everything about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> People don't know what it was like. Lamb parties were sweet. <laughs> Lamb parties were absolutely sweet. I mean, Your boy like, didn't sleep between Christmas and New Year's. Oh, my God. We used to go down the I same, the Shoals house. We used to bring the, the Xbox down. We used to do the Lamb party. We would play like play like two on two or not two on two. We play like four on four. Uh, Halo with the That's snipers right. on Halo uh, Two. Capture the, f- capture the flag. Capture the flag. I mean, that is. 
Oh man, video games are different now. That's such an old person thing to say, but it's just it's just <laughs> true. Land parties were so you had to really put in an effort to play with your friends. Like you had to absolutely grind to get all the things necessary for a land party. Ugh. Yeah. Bring back, back land parties. <laughs> um, I had I had any sporting event tickets. Like we used to get, you know, wizard huh. tickets or caps tickets. Shit. <laughs> uh that was a 2000, 2003 wild card game. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, I had, a, I never got this. Um, a puppy. Always like you see in every commercial, like family. Oh, yeah, puppy. never got that either. Never did that. Um, you see, I, that's a big, uh, the big PETA thing right now is like dogs aren't dogs. gifts. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dog doesn't know any better. Just climb out of that. It's just yeah. out of that, that box. Whatever. I, I also had I had like board games like I remember very young getting Crossfire and being like Ooh. this is it like this is the best fucking Crossfire oh, electric commercial too you want to talk about commercial Crossfire yeah. talk about Crossfire needed to be more structurally sound you had to lay on your stomach to play yeah, it it just didn't <laughs> the functionality of Crossfire it, like uh, yeah great game execution not that great that or you could play it on a table but like both the guns had to be hanging off you should buy a crossfire uh, you know, for the kids uh, in the neighborhood let me start i have no fucking the, clue what the you kids in the neighborhood right you don't know what crossfire is i don't know I'll, what you're talking about i'll send it to crossfires you shoot the little like um BBs. Little they were like bbs yeah yeah like B- yeah they were bbs oh fucking the- 27 dollars all right I'm, I'm next day in this this S- right now. send that link so he can see what this i'm shocked oh, this is like a mini one though fuck that i'm with the full thing i'm with the the entire thing oh my god crossfire was sick i also had i remember getting chicken limbo do you remember that game chicken limbo sounds familiar it was you a limbo would, you think this would play in 2021 the crossfire box Crossfire, the rapid fire shootout game. Probably not. That's probably not hitting shelves. Yikes. Uh, not great. Um, I had creepy crawlers. Do you remember those? <clears throat> it was like an oven and they, you came oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah you would you would though. squeeze the multicolored mm-hmm. like gel in there. I had that. Um, I had like any time you got like a VHS. Like I remember getting like Independence Day for like Christmas, and it was like something. I was gonna say, uh, yeah, like the one of those old school Billy Madison combo DVD, yeah. like yep. Um, <laughs> I had big old Legos, Lego set, and then I had I had Gigapets. I used to love Gigapets. Did you guys do Tamagotchi? No, I was only Gigapets. I I think I had one. It Ooh, was you better you better choose one. your words carefully. My sister was really into it. Didn't I um the one thing I also left off was uh Pokemon cards, which was a staple for a few years there, getting Pokemon cards. And Yugi and Yu-Gi-Oh cards, quite frankly. When yeah, was Pokemon vogue, as a whole. When that was in vogue. Eh, didn't you didn't Yu-Gi-Oh? Um buy Crossfire Target. Starting lineup figures. Yes, yes, yes. That's a good one. Yeah. Eventually, that became whatever those other ones were. I had so many starting lineup figures. Yeah, the yeah, I had an Ichiro one that was like way too real. He's laying down. I was like, yeah, yeah. It was like this is a bit too much for me. Um, I've got I got some starting lineups on the uh, the shelf here in the house now. Yeah, I got Testaverde. I got Peter Bondra. I got a Cal. I got a Moose. I think I got an A Rod and a Sheffield too. One's um, are, one one I would have picked, but I just don't feel like it. I I just I just don't. It just I don't think would have prompted good discussion in the draft for the sake of entertainment. Getting lacrosse like you guys getting the baseball club, getting lacrosse equipment for me every year was a gigantic deal. 
Like getting the Warrior C405 orange shaft on with a blade head with like the mesh the way I wanted it exactly, or getting the new Warrior gloves, like getting the the Mac Daddies was so sweet. Like I, it just, ugh, just send me back. Yeah, there. just yeah. walk in. Get a new lacrosse stick was fucking awesome. Yeah, you say a lot for. I mean, Eric took the glove, so I kind of didn't go that direction. But um, I'm pretty sure I got a bat one of the years, probably Omaha Classic, uh, big barrel, you know, copper colored one. Mm-hmm. That one was sweet. That was probably my best bat that I liked. That was my own bat. I remember um, getting the Spalding Infusion self pumping basketball. That was oh, awesome. that was oh yeah. You go to Dick. I forgot all about those. Yeah. Man, why did that not like catch on as like the standard? Because remember, they would like break and then they, they would break. stick in and they it would like be dribbling really and it would pop out. Yeah. yeah. They broke really. And once they broke, you couldn't pump them as a normal ball. Because yeah, it was done. Yeah. Just it was, it was done. done. It was kind of sad. At some, at some point, maybe around age 11 or 12. I was given like an NFL sized football and it was like, but it was like silver and it was made of a material that was like super grippy and like, but so it was like a regular football, but it was just silver. Like, and it became like our neighborhood football. And then we used it so much. It got worn out where for a couple of years it became like the football. And like, it was a gift every year just because we would just, Re up on it. Reuse it. Yeah. That was what we got with basketball. I got a basketball like every four years because you're just you would wear out the basketball, so you just got. Yeah. We also had a football that had like a mesh. It was black and mesh with like it's like rainbow underneath it, but it was like real grippy. I don't know. Taylor, I'm looking at this crossfire button. Crossfire box says blast fast to win in this rapid fire game. (laughs) Another another unreal tagline. One of the things I also think this, and this still I think applies to little kids, and it, it, I was obsessed with them. I don't know if you guys would say the same. I was obsessed with receiver gloves, and I got a pair of like Nike <laughs> receiver gloves, and you I was wearing them at school. I just wore them all the time. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> no, they I, they weren't when they were doing. They that. weren't they a thing yet. The designs yet with the hands, and they were just red. They were red with like um, they were like little red. They were white with like little red things coming up the. Uh, Did you have button. the NFL equipment ones? No, no, Nike, Nike. I was obsessed with Nike stuff. I was, <laughs> it doesn't work now because I work at a place where you can only wear Under Armour, but the I just wore Nike all the time. All I just picture Taylor like walking around his house with the receiver gloves. I on did. Like, no, that's a fact. I, an apple, and he's just like, like T.O. one-handed. It. 100% <laughs> wore them around the house. Secure it. I, I used to like get whatever piece of – like if I had lacrosse glove, got lacrosse gloves, I would just wear – I would wear them to like the next – to the it's, party with the family. I would just it's wear It's that Larry like, Fitzgerald, this is SportsCenter commercial. Yes, yeah. And he <laughs> takes it, yep, and he puts it, yep. I, I love getting back. lacrosse gloves. Oh, what an awesome gift. God, it's fun being a kid. Um, send us your, uh, your favorite Christmas gifts that you've gotten in your lives there. Listeners, we would love to see them. I'm sure some of these overlap. I'm oh, sure have ones that we and the, the best gift family is presents. Yes, yes, yes. People forget that. You know what the biggest room in the house is? The heart family room, the room for improvement. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't throw that to Jimbo. Oh no. <laughs> oh Jimbo. 
We have to bring Jimbo on this show. We might have to bring him on this show after this. He might he might deserve at least 10 minutes to fire back on some of these accusations. Yeah, like he needs a rebuttal like every oh my lord. Every every uh gift. It was a good draft for the Smythe and RDT families. (laughs) The black family (laughs) remains to be seen. the year you got that target scooter like i got laid off and never told <laughs> thanks assholes <laughs> he's like i had to beat the shit out of some other dad in the parking lot just to get, to a get that target scooter yeah oh my gosh oh, you're leaving bud yeah sorry you didn't get your camera on your phone it was the last one that i could get yeah right um, <laughs> it was a hand-me-down it That's wasn't fun. even like a bought phone. It was like one of that is the one thing I was the me and my twin brother are the oldest kids, so you didn't have the option to get hand me downs. You just got things, which is always a nice. That's a nice place to be in as a child. It was more of like a, your gift is not the phone itself; it's just the privilege of having a phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Nick Cannon Medley, Maryland. That's a fun draft. That is another that one we can good. do a lot of rounds on. Nick Cannon Medley, Maryland person of the week. I'm going to start it off here and I'm going to just bring Banks into the conversation. It's darts. It's the world championship of darts. There's, darts. there's probably a more specific person. You can, I'll let you expound on here Banks because he's your guy in the darts pool that we have. He's your guy, but the darts is amazing. It just, we've already had two nine dart finishes. We've already had incredible drama. We've had upsets. We've had incredible performances. We've had long matches. Just, just an amazing, it's an amazing tournament and it just continues to deliver. And I, our social media intern put some stuff on the XFV2 podcast, Twitter that was fully endorsed by us. Sorry. Here's some darts content. People need to be exposed to this. It's just electric. There needs to be more of it on television. That's outside of, uh, it's not even on television per se. It's on sky sports and the zone. Yeah. William Borland with a nine darter in, the deciding leg of this match is it was insane. I blogged it. Um, it's like throwing a no hitter in game seven of the world series. I mean, it's incredible. Like the nine darter happens was at the, the 10th and 11th time. in in what is basically the dark super bowl. Yeah. It's, it's in the low double digits, whatever that number is. Yeah. It, it Let's see. Mathematically, like there are as many as, 15 legs in these first couple rounds. Um, and for, for him to do it in the final leg where everything's on the line, when to go home and uh, he was thrown first. So like the other guy just had no chance. I mean, Brooks had zero chance whatsoever. No rebuttal, no chance. Just buried him. It's unbelievable. And the players I, went nuts. That's what it's all about. The I would say it might be one of the announced calls of the year. Per, pure drama, pure theater, pure darts pure darts bang bang and he makes it it was so clean too i just love the dart go go on youtube start searching nine dart videos and just look at the crowd look at how much they care the alexander palace me and banks will be there at some point it's gonna happen we may pod from the alexander palace at some point one of the great discoveries of my life in college beyond a lot of the fun things you do at college is me and my roommate, Anthony staying up late and watching darts on NBC sports net, the replays they would put on from the world championships and discovering this and now spreading it around to the rest of you guys. It's been an absolute joy and a privilege. I love darts. God, I love darts. And it's back tomorrow. It's with so good. Seven 30 in the morning. God. Oh, 
So that's, I mean, that's, I think, our collective Nick Cater Medley Merrill person. Yeah, we're tight. And then two, we have a little pool going in our, our, like a side pot of our pool. And Taylor and our guys are two guys that, so right now we're, we got the nine dart pool going. Yes, we do. So, a couple of winners. Yep. RDT. Bucky boy, baby. He's back. Buck Showalter, manager of the Mets. I'm, I'm not a I'm not a big Mets fan. I actually really don't like them. Um, but I'm happy that Buck's back. I, I think it's going to be awesome. Um, baseball is better when Buck is around. His press conferences are like all time. His like nose whistle during the press conferences is one of my favorite things ever. He's a quote machine. Um, was talking with Clem and, and KFC about it this week, and just I, I said, "You guys are going to love him." I said he's just he's an he's a he's a beast. I love him. Um, I'm just happy he's back. He was awesome on MLB Network. I really liked him there when he would call some of the games. There was the one game where he, like, almost came himself over, like, a perfectly executed bunt, and it was like, that's just perfect buck. Like, he loves it so much. So, I'm excited to see him with the Mets. Um, him and Girardi should be good in the same division again. I know they weren't fans of each other when uh, Girardi was with the Yankees, but, uh, yeah, good, good, for, good for Buck for getting back into it and rocking the number 11. He had his press conference today. He had a funny quote, too, where – they asked him about analytics and he was like, they said, did you use it in Baltimore? And he said something like, um, what did he say? Like we, we, we didn't, we didn't have, have the funding. funding. We didn't have the funding. So it's like, Hmm, that's kind of a, an interesting backhanded quote. slap at the management there. A little bit, a little bit, which but, I'm yeah. fine with Buck can do whatever he wants. I, again, I, I think, uh, you know, I think he definitely can and congrats to him for winning manager of the year in 2024. Cause he won it. No, for 2004. Or no, 94, 2004, 2014. So 2024 uh, NL Manager of the Year, Buck Showalter. Yeah, three different teams too. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Um, yeah, I got no problem with the Mets either. You know, like the Mets I, are that little brother against that that team up there that we hate. So um, the, Mets fans, the, the Mets fans have to watch it though. Yeah, we, we I mean, it, it just comes with the territory there. Yeah. I have one honorable mention that a lot of my weekend was revolved around. I saw the new Spider-Man movie twice. Freaking tremendous. Tremendous. Did you reach out to everyone you know to make sure that they were interested or not interested in going to the second show? Uh, I'm not going to make any comments about that after my after it was discussed on Friday. I'm, I'm done talking about that situation. I'm talking okay. About yeah, well, I've, I've stopped talking about it. Stop talking about it. How about one guy involved in that? Um, trying to act like he was in a Spider-Man sweater, but it was Deadpool. That was really confusing. Why would you do that in a weekend when Spider-Man came out? Mm. People are talking. Uh, the I, I, from the awesome. back of the room, I, I roasted him for that. I know, he didn't hear and me. Nobody heard me. We'll see if he listens to the pod um, <laughs> and, and comes back with some rebuttal against this. Uh, the movie's awesome. I'm not going to spoil it, but it's tremendous. No, spoil it. No. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Oh, spider! Did a dream the whole time? Uh, I, I dream the whole time. I used to like. I used to go out of my way to spoil like fake spoil stuff for like my friends, like shows and all that. I'd be like, "Oh yeah, it turns out it was a dream the whole time." Like everyone's dead. <laughs> they're like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's crazy." Like, have never seen any of the shows they're talking about. The one thing I do want to say in light of Spider-Man now coming back and us doing old Christmas gifts because this makes me think of the early 2000s. I, I think people forget how impactful that first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie was. That was a really big deal. Oh, I, that, 
That was big time. That was like the biggest movie event like that I can remember from my childhood where it was like, did you see it? Did you see it? Did you see it? Did you yeah. see it? That and like Titanic. I was going to say Titanic for me. I, I've never seen one Spider-Man movie. I've never seen one. Second wow, that's surprising. Just, yeah. I saw I the know. first two of the Tobey Maguire's. That's yeah, the it. first two of the Tobey Maguire's are very good. Very good. Um, my last honorable mention um, stays in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Pretty, pretty. Um, if you would like to use the term, pretty nerdy podcast for me here. Um, the Hawkeye finale comes out in about we're up, we're up against like the one a.m. clock here in about two hours. Um, just shout out to my girl Haley Steinfeld, who's just the best, and mm. going to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for a long time. You're not making music Bonk. anymore. Bonk. Uh, yeah, uh, she is making music. She's coming out with new music soon. I love Haley Steinfeld. I'm a big Haley. I'm a big Haley guy. After you, after you, after you, you, uh, you slobbered the Demi train. Amy Smart last week or two weeks ago, whatever that was. Yeah. (laughs) No, we're not talking about Demi Lovato. We're not. And every time I talk about another celebrity, celebrity crush, I'm not talking about. Tries to do it. You got to bring in Demi Lovato every single time. Not doing that. Not doing that. Not talking about the alien stuff. I'm not. I'm not doing it today. Another. He's pop. not here to talk He's, about the past. He sings to ghosts. I'm not here to. No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Haley Steinfeld, move on. Anybody got any other honorable mentions? Um, uh, Tiger and Charlie Woods. You got. Uh, any, yep, yep. I've yep, done yep. this like every week for three, four weeks now. But uh, this was actually the first thing that was of substance. They showed. They showed up. They golfed their balls. They were awesome. Can't get enough of it, and the ratings were through the roof, as you would expect. Every other week, if the darts doesn't exist, that's the winner. I, the, you and I would have collectively picked that. That Charlie Wood stuff, that absolute dart he hit on the par three seventeenth was an electric moment. The club incredible, twirl, the club twirl. I, it's hard. It's weird. The kid's twelve years old or thirteen or whatever it is. It's very bizarre that we're this. He hit it to the short side of that pin, but he carries all water. The kid is stone Onions. cold. He's stone cold the whole time. It's like, is this guy having any fun? That whole event is great, by the way. John it's Daly, so and his good. kid, so good. Um, Nellie Corder and her father. They they need to. That event needs to almost be in a better part of the schedule. It's not up against the NFL because that that thing could do real ratings if it wasn't up. Against I'm like the wandering around Lot H, like trying to find a place to piss during the tailgate for that Packers game, and have my phone, and I'm just like watching this the entire time because i can't take my eyes off it like it's the timing terrible but gosh i couldn't stop watching it's probably i guess the only time in the golf schedule where it works based on all three of the tours being involved but it's technically a champions definitely a champions event that's something that i would like to see like that friday after thanksgiving which again i don't know if it works with like instead of the brooks it could be it like, could be. Give us something like that, and could you know, be. on that Friday, give make it the I don't know the one. You just got to get that off of NFL Sunday. You just can't do that. You yeah, just, especially like the late season NFL. Yeah, like it's not. It's not. We'll stick it in the when they're doing the you know when they're doing the early season Hawaii stuff. You know that like third week of January. I don't know what the events are that week, but like you know maybe weekend between the between the championship games and the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm early enough in the golf season where it's not like guys feel like they have to play all those events. And most of these guys aren't playing on the PGA tour anyway, that are playing in the event. So they got their kids. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. I mean, it's like Justin Thomas is really the only like top. Fl- I'm trying to even think about, I'm thinking of, I miss somebody. I think he's the only top flight tour player that plays in the event because his dad's a good player. Um, Bubba. You think, um, you think he, um, 
Tiger and Charlie at some point here. Uh, Charlie gets involved with one of the matches. Ooh, like him and him and Tiger versus Peyton versus and his son. like I'm trying to think of like a yeah exactly. Uh, so you're you're, you're really throwing Charlie into the mix there. Besides this event, and besides this event, it doesn't feel like Tiger wants to showcase him or like wants to overexpose yeah. his son. You, we haven't seen him for a year. We saw him at this event a year ago, and you see no videos of him. You see, we've seen yeah. nothing of him for a year. So, but man, would that draw? Just, I'm oh, I'm, that would do. As, as we're how, speaking how, here, how I'm, I'm on. Son? I'm on Phil's Wikipedia page trying to figure out if he has any sons. I think he's just his daughters. Doesn't doesn't Brady has a son who's probably around Charlie's age, right? The one he kissed on the lips in that video a couple. I think that ago. kid's a little younger than Charlie. This is, is <laughs> this is becoming a bizarre conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would. I mean, anything that kid is going to be that kid is going to be LeBron. I mean, he's going to be LeBron. He's going to be Bronny in three years. He's going to be Bronny. Um, speaking of my, my <laughs> Nick Kinner medley, honorable mention, LeBron James spent more than half of his life, uh, in the NBA. Did you see that stat that said like, I'm sure Ovechkin is right there at the same number. Like uh, he's drafted 18 and he's 36 now. That's just, yeah, but I didn't see you, Is I your honorable mention graphic. math? No, just LeBron, you know, the King. I didn't. I didn't see any. Is graphic, he even bro. the king? Some would argue Mervin yeah. King is the king. Like Nolan Ryan spent more time, you know. Yeah, but again, I didn't see the cool graphic showing me that. So. Okay, so now your honorable mention is graphics. No, there's no way Nolan Ryan spent more than half of his life in in baseball. Well, at this point, no. The, the yeah, see, that's that's, that's math. That's yeah, well, math let's part. circle back on this in in thirty years. But no, it's, it's the Kinder Metal of the, of the week right now. If someone's okay. listening to this in 15 years, then yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll look like an idiot. But up until then, I won't look like an idiot. Okay. <laughs> as as Banks plots to get Charlie Woods in the match, kid kid is 12 years old. <laughs> Golf.com has a wall to wall equipment on him. <laughs> I mean, that's incredible. Oh, oh they got to sell them golf clubs. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to rack my brain for like he's apparently the only person using a certain tailor-made P7 CW irons. Kid's 12 years old. <laughs> By the way, one thing, one thing I have to mention about the Charlie Woods thing. Um Evan Tiger had him in no Nike logos, which I thought was very interesting. He was in Pumas, right? Except for the glove, which was a Nike glove, I believe. He had a Nike. He was in Puma shoes. Shirt on on Saturday, I think. He had, On Sunday, I think on Saturday and Sunday, they were Nike shirts with Tiger Woods logos on the back, but they had the swoosh off the front, and he didn't have a Nike hat on. Last year, he was in all Nike shirts. Very oh, interesting. Problem, move problem Paradise. Very interesting move by Tiger. No, I think it's Tiger just saying his, his kid's not going to be bought and free, sold. He's, he's Smart. a free agent. Yeah. Negotiate. Phil, Phil's uh, oldest son is 18 years old. Charlie kick his ass. Is he a good golfer? Do we know? I don't know that he does any golfing. Ugh. I don't know. That would do a monster rating if you had Phil and his son. Yeah. And his son. Oh, my God. Maybe they get Gary Player and his son. 
I mean, the Justin Thomas, Mike Thomas, Charlie Woods, Tiger Woods dynamic is fun. It is. That was that was a decent dig at Gary Player's son. There. No, yeah, yeah, and Gary Player, whatever, Mister Player, um, <laughs> Mister Player. If we're at um, what's it called, <laughs> River Run, Mister Player? Uh, is that River Run? That his yeah yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, that's it for this week's episode of the X Fit Two podcast. <laughs> Shout out to Tiger and Charlie Woods. <laughs> Shout out to Christmas gifts. Shout out to Tyler Huntley. Uh, shout out to the darts, which always is entertaining. If you want to watch the darts, if you're a fan of this show and you see me and Banks's passion, you need a subscription to the zone and it starts seven 30 in the morning for the morning sessions, two o'clock for the evening sessions. I say morning and evening or afternoon and morning or afternoon and evening. Cause that's what they are in the UK for us morning and afternoon. Um, shout out to the darts. There's only one Phil Taylor. You can follow RDT at E-D-I-T-T-I-22 on Twitter. You can follow Banks at Barstool Banks. You can follow myself at Taylor Smite 10. You can follow the podcast at Exit 52 Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Shout out to our title sponsor, Jimmy Seifert, another successful uh, tail goat for them this week with our guy Grayson and Heston Kirschad and Cal Ripken. We mentioned a little bit of the Toys for Todd stuff, Chase Rice out there. Um, shout out to Thread Little Midnight and the um, Exit 52 merchandise. And as always, the fine people of Fed Thrill, Exit 52 is the promo code to get 20% off. We will see you on Sunday post Ravens Bengals for the instant analysis. Um, and then I'll probably be recording from New York next week as Maryland plays at a bowl game. So we'll figure that out and uh, get another weekly show after that. Hopefully, the Ravens play for a lot longer this year. Don't need any more losses. We will see you next time on the Exit 52 podcast presented by Jimmy's Seafood.